what is going on guys ravi Braza with the ultimate alternative and today i have two very special guests that have their own opinions on what's happening right now with george floyd i'm gonna start with you brad what's up brad what's up Robbie? how are you i'm well man so what's up with uh george floyd in your opinion i think it's pretty much with a lot of these things that have gone on recently man i feel People like to assume racism without any evidence of racism. I'm not saying it is or isn't racist. We just we, we just don't know. And I feel people will jump to that conclusion a lot. Right. So, like, he kind of has the, like, concept of thinking for yourself, kind of. Right? I suppose, yeah. Okay. And then, Brayden? Hi. Thank you for having me on. What's going on? Uh, yeah, man. I, I feel that uh, that standpoint of coming at it, like, is it racism or is it not, is, like, kind of a bad standpoint. I think we should look at it as a kind of a moral viewpoint on this like is it right to keep having these events happen especially towards people of color and the, the fact that it's happening over and over again and being caught on okay camera. so so you're kind of saying that you know the authority should take a more uh global bigger approach to thing like it's like macro approach you know uh, like what's the outcome kind of thing oh no i think it's uh the the fact that it's happened so many times there's obviously a problem and we can't just label it as racism because, I mean, no, what what is that? What is institutional racism in the police force? I, we can't for sure say, but there is definitely uh, riots happening because of it, and people are angry over it, and they have a absolute okay. right. Yeah, no, they they absolute right. They they have a right, and 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 that's if you believe in humane rights, right? So it's more of a humanitarian approach, right? Like the people have the rights, the people have natural rights, kind of thing. In a, in a way, they have a right to be angry about what is happening to people of the same skin color as them. Okay. Brad, what do you think about the concept of humane rights and humanitarian approaches? You know, specifically with this case, though, I feel it's a lot... It's not as black and white as we like, we like to, you know, form it as. I think you'd be, be mad at it, sure. I don't, I don't care. I'm not going to control your feelings and emotions over it, but you don't have a right to go out and loot a target, burn down your cities, raise hell over is it. Because it. it's disrespectful, or why is that? Well, it's just wrong, and it's, it's not human-like. It's not mature. It doesn't solve the problem, and people think that it does, but all it does is make the situation a lot worse, and you make your, your whole argument look stupid. And, and you see a lot of these people just go out, and they feel because they're angry that the more angrier they are, the more damage they do, the more justified they are. It's just nonsense to me. It's just nonsense. It's just like you're just making the problem worse. You're adding fuel to the fire like that, kind of. And speaking of the problem, I mean, look, police brutality, no one no one is really justifying the cop's actions. I feel the, the cop did something wrong, but it's not like this is the biggest problem facing the black community. You know, look at ever since George Floyd died... 14 black people have been killed just from other black people in gang-related violence. You Did you hear that? Ever since uh, Floyd died. 14. 14. Murders have skyrocketed. So this is just facts and numbers a little bit for... Okay, Brayden. How... So you do you still think they have sort of a right? Or do you do you stand firm that, uh, that they have a human yeah, right? Especially uh, in times of injustice, the... Uh, the level of rioting that they are doing is, is completely unacceptable for like how no often this this has happened uh even the mayor of the city has said the symbolism of these buildings being burned is not more important than uh getting justice for his death uh there has been the the building owners that had their own buildings burned down said 
that what let my building burn, uh, it, 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 his justice matters more. Uh, and when the, this repeated injustice keeps happening to people of color, of course people are going to be angry. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So much like the Boston Tea Party, much like any other uh, big, uh, like m- much like Hong Kong as well, where people rise up and w- while they have a, a more of a right to speak out and instead of tearing down buildings, it's it's understandable that they would be this angry. It's okay. completely understandable. Yeah, so more of a tangible aspect versus a mental sort of uh, manipulative aspect. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. Versus more of a, uh, like, physical, tangible, you know, more physical aspect of tearing things down. So it's like mental versus physical. And it uh, could be, do you it, think there's manipulation there? Like No, I feel like uh, it... I wasn't really uh, going on that point. I was going on that uh, a lot of uh, meme pages or just uh, right-wing uh, voices like to show these riots and pretend like they're they're absolutely terrible and it's the worst thing that uh, like that they could do in in the so you're saying social conflict his, his produces social just, change yes definitely this so, is going to have repercussions definitely that that's that it, is this is going to a Marxist we've never concept. Seen Maybe, but we've never seen something uh, like this. I've seen a lot of, uh, like, L.A. riots. There's uh-huh. been change that happens from riots like these. Okay, there I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. So, I remember when I took sociology in college. It was the coolest class ever. Karl Marx was, social conflicts creates social change. So, what do you think about the concept, Brad, about this social tra- conflict change everything? Firstly, I mean, I wouldn't compare this to anything like the Boston Tea Party. Those are two completely different cognitive formulas of revolution they were aiming at. I was going to say more of a, you know, you look at the real problem with black, the black community in America. I don't think, you know, this is the main problem that is on. I mean, like I said earlier, 14, 14 black men were killed since the murder of George Floyd just from other black gang members. You don't hear a peep of that on the media. You don't hear a peep of anyone complaining about that. And so it's not the lives of black people that these protesters care for. It really isn't. Heart disease kills more black people a year than police brutality. You don't hear them trying to cause Heart any change. Heart kills no. the majority of Americans. Okay, so Brayden yeah, agree- they they agree on one thing, that heart disease is a bad thing. <laughs> so... We'll, we'll hit that. We'll hit that nail on the head. But as I was saying, I mean, you you aren't really gonna, with what they're riding for, they're not riding for the lives of, the of black Americans. They obviously don't. They're riding care. against the injustice. Okay, the inju- Well, it was repeated okay, injustice. Okay. The thing is, though, okay. more white people died of police brutality a year than black people, and you okay. see our approach to it is a lot different. And mm-hmm. I understand that you can say, oh, there's a history of racism, but I. If you look at the statistics, man, black people are the richest in the in, in America than anywhere else in the world. So you got any last takes, Braden? Um, I just feel like people should really look at it from... Uh, a bigger perspective, right? Uh, yeah, as a global community as a whole. Like, is it right um, for what happened to continue happening? Like, I, I swear we had these talks in 2016, uh, and I swear we had these talks in 2010, and even before. We have not yet found a solution to this problem and it just keeps happening so so the we, riots are we should take more to, of a because yeah exactly it's a marxist philosophy 
where social conflict will produce social change, which makes sense in the big picture if everybody works together as a globe. And that's what needs to happen. If this needs to change, everyone will need to work together as a globe. So, Brad, any last words? I was going to say, you know, someone that made real change with injustice problems like this was Martin Luther King. You never heard him advocate for violence. You never heard for him advocating for rioting. Or Gandhi, maybe. Even Gandhi. All it was peaceful protests, and they got real change done. This has been going on since 2014 with, you know, the cases of Ferguson. Nothing has changed in the terms of how they go about the problem. And so yeah. Marxism is not the right way, is what Brad's saying. But, Brayden, do you think it's okay? Um, if nothing has changed, I agree with more rioting. This is... Uh, perfectly understandable Good. for yeah, no, these people to I get be it. mad at the I get injustice. It. It's perfectly totally. acceptable for these people to want a better world by by showing the the Minneapolis Police Department and also uh, the the senators and governors that uh, govern that state. They want or yes, uh, they are trying to show a message, and it's All right. very loud Good. and clear. Good. All right, so. We're going to move on to our next segment here, okay? Best we do. Brad, it's just going to be me and Brad here. Me and Brad currently trade crypto. So, Brad, tell them a little bit about crypto. I'll tell them a little about it and why we think what's going to happen to it is going to happen. Jeez, crypto. You know, a lot of people, if you ask them, like ordinary people, they don't really know what it is. They think of it as some, you know, digital kind of currency that... Monopoly, you Disneyland, can't touch. Yeah. Manipula- yeah. People don't understand it when, when they try to talk about it if they just don't know about it. But the, the point of crypto, nonetheless, such as Bitcoin, you know, the main crypto that I'm interested in, is um, the fact that it's, you know, pseudo-anonymous, meaning, you know, your government can't control the production of Bitcoin. They can't limit your Bitcoin with who you send it to or how much you send to. They don't know who's sending to who. And I look at Bitcoin and crypto as freedom money for the freedom people. Freedom money, freedom currency, freedom value. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's revolutionary just in its principle and its fundamentals. I feel uh, it's gonna take a little little bit more time for it to actually take off, but I do I do feel Bitcoin is. Can we get be, a time estimate? What do you think for how long until you know? If I were to say off? when Bitcoin becomes globally used and accepted, not specifically Bitcoin, this crypto in general, I'd I'd give it anywhere from you know four to six years till you really start okay. seeing it so again. he's saying about five years I, and that could have a buffer of two years to eight years so that's what we're looking at in terms of uh time and talk, talk about a little bit how if you know some guys may have stock trading experience or have real estate trading what's different about crypto crypto than the stocks the real estate the ETFs, what's different? What is what makes it so different is what I'm trying to say here. Bitcoin is different. I mean, in terms of trading stocks, Bitcoin is 24-7. It doesn't have, like, you know, time limits on it. Yeah, no, it. it's it's not only open 40 hours a week like the stock market. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's traded all the time by and by anyone. There, it's not like... It's not like a third party with a bank where, you know, a bank can censor or stop you from you know, engaging in financial activity with Bitcoin. People like to compare it to being used with criminal activity, but I mean, so is the dollar. I don't think that argument stands. But the the main thing that I think Bitcoin holds better than the stock market is, you know, you don't have an owner of Bitcoin that can have good news or bad news that comes to it and have price manipulation, you know, influence it. Whereas the stock market, you have coronavirus making everything go down, some even to negatives. So, yeah. 
So I want to talk about uh, blockchain technology, okay? So like Brad said, it was created by a pseudo-anonymous creator. Is that what is? He goes by the name Satoshi yeah, Nakamoto. So, yeah. yeah. So, but the way that it works is so unique. So the banking statements are actually 64-digit IP addresses. So if I had some Bitcoin and say Brad was going to give me a banana, right? Yeah. I would send him this IP address that has this certain type of currency, this this number attached to it, which then goes under in a block, which is 10 IP addresses, transactions. You could basically send it to any IP address in the world. It's super unique. I'll link a video below uh, to take a look at so you can understand cryptocurrency more and the actual fundamentals of it because people don't understand that. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back. But if they understood what it was, it has potential because if Braden's theory of globalism and, and needing globalism and more of a, a bigger perspective becomes true, cryptocurrencies will rise. They will soar because what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, create this one world currency? No, they don't need to because the world's already so uh, technologically advanced in that way. So what else? What else do you think about the future of, of Bitcoin and crypto in general? I think the future of it is actually going to be pretty prevalent in everyday life. It's, uh, you know, it's it's instant for the most part. It's safe. The government can't turn off the, the blockchain or turn it on or manipulate it. And they can't, as I said earlier, they can't print more uh, Bitcoin, for example. And that's, I think that's a fact people overlook. If you think about it, every, well, most currencies in the world usually last anywhere from 50 to 100 years because of inflation and government control over it. With Bitcoin, you don't. You don't really see that uh, possibly even happening just because of its fundamental of there's only 21 million Bitcoin and you, you can't you can't uh, cr make that number any higher. And I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to say one more thing. Bitcoin, like he said, it was decentralized, which means if you look at like regular banks like Chase, like Wells Fargo, uh, you know, credit unions, they're all centralized there is all a centralized authority even uh the fdic and and the second home loans market it's all centralized meaning there is a centralized authority that can be hacked with bitcoin is decentralized because like i was saying it's there is 10 transaction on each block and then once the 11th transaction comes it creates a brand new block and it's all chronological but at the same time it's not because it pings around and it takes time to process it's basically unhackable if you know and maybe some people in the future develop crypto warfare you know what if that's the thing hashtag crypto warfare right but um yeah i mean brad we're gonna close pretty soon just what what would you say to the first guy that wants to invest in crypto if it was his first time and he was thinking you know i think the first thing i would tell him is get in earlier while you can it's Truth, it's truly revolutionary in my opinion. I mean, only invest what you're willing to lose. It's it's like any other asset, but Bitcoin does have my wholehearted faith into it. So I think that that speaks for itself. And I mean, you should learn more about it if you really want to get into it. I'd really recommend it. Yep. And so that is it for this episode today. Uh, me and Brayden and Brad will be back some other time. This was a good episode. Uh, let me know what you think. Hit me up on whatever. Peace.